Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks continue their early season, and what we've been able to do here on Diamonds in the Desert is preview uh, the series with those that know the club best. We've been able to have uh, some of the writers of, of the teams that they've already played and excited to have Shayna Rubin on to help us preview the two-game series between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Oakland A's. She's a writer for the San Jose Mercury News and a dear friend of mine. And so, Shayna, thanks so much for joining us on a, on a busy Monday. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So uh, I'm sure the A's, A's fans are uh, not happy with the MLB schedule makers right now. Uh, seems like you guys have just been, uh, or the A's have been going through a gauntlet. Um, started the, the season with a series against the Astros, then the Dodgers and the Astros again. Part of that is playing in a tough AL West, but also a, a pretty tough uh, slog there in the middle. Uh, but I did see a quote that you tweeted uh, the other day uh, from Frankie Montes that the vibe is changing. Uh, seems like the, mm -hmm. the A's are starting to put some things together. Um, how we, what what do you attribute them being able to change that vibe to? It, it just they've always been slow starters, and I think that playing the Astros seven times uh, didn't help get the role going as quickly as they would have hoped. Uh, I think that they're also starting to get used to playing with some of the new guys they have. Obviously they have maintained the same core. They have Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. Uh, they have Ramon, Loriano. They have Frankie Montas. They have a lot of people that have, uh, they have the same core, but they also have welcomed uh, Elvis Andrews, their new shortstop. And uh, they have Kai Tom, their rule five outfielder. And what they've said, and maybe it doesn't make sense just as a concept because they've had so many of the same players, but they said they're still getting used to playing with each other. So I think that, I think that that's sort of, can be attributed to their slow start. Is that they're, they're still trying to get used to each other. They're still trying to figure out the vibes. Now the vibes are sort of coming into place, it seems like. Mm -hmm. uh, the A's have two of the more uh, highly anticipated young pitchers in uh, A.J. Puck and Jesus Lazardo. We're going to see Lazardo on Tuesday, mm -hmm. but I know that the A's have been very careful with uh, you know, working him out of the, the bullpen and then some limited starts here and there, especially with a shortened season. Uh, how have you seen him just progress over the, the recent years? And it seems like more they're, uh, you know, giving him more and more freedom to be a big rotation piece now. Yeah, I mean, they see him as a potential ace, as a, as a potential dude. So I think that he when he made his debut, he was coming out of the bullpen mostly just because he uh, hasn't, pitch many innings overall in his entire career. Uh, he had a couple surgeries. He had a, a, a couple injuries. So when he came up, it was just sort of, we're going to slow roll you into this whole big league thing. And uh, now that he's had some time in the big leagues under his belt, he's, they're sort of, I don't even want to say they're fast tracking, but they're, they're pushing him into the place where they want him to be, which is at the, the front of end of the rotation. Mm -hmm. uh Bob Melvin uh, has been a staple for Oakland. He also won a World Series with the Diamondbacks, so uh, some some crossover there. Um, just how have you seen him build the culture to what it is now, where it's uh, you know usually he he's doing a lot more with a lot less, at least in terms of financially, um, but able to still. It always seems like the A's are in the playoff hunt and and making uh, you know playing meaningful ba baseball in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean. I think the knock against the A's is always that there's a, a revolving door there. You know, there's a lot of players weaving in and out of the organization, uh, a lot of changeover, a lot of big trades, a lot of fans get upset over star players being traded. Uh, but Bob Melvin's been 
the most constant presence there other than the front office. Uh, he's in his 11th season, I believe. Um, so he's, he's sort of been able to create the culture of stability that maybe has been lacking or maybe they've, they've been knocked for not having. So when you talk to players about, you know, what makes them most comfortable on the team, they immediately say Bob Melvin because he's been able to create the stability that maybe they players feel like they don't have otherwise. Walking mm-hmm. uh, Soria, a- another crossover. Diamondbacks mm-hmm. have been only been able to see him for two thirds of an inning, um, and then he uh, was removed from the game due to injury. But um, I know that he had a, a pretty big role with the A's. Um, what have you, what did you see out of him in his time with Oakland? I know that uh, Diamondbacks are probably thinking of him more a little bit as a closer. I know he had, had a slightly mm-hmm. different role, but um, as a reliever, just what sort of presence can he bring to that bullpen? He he was sort of a fearless reliever. I mean, last year, uh, what I remember most about his performance was that he was able to whip out some new pitches at the most essential times to get some key outs. And I, I think that that's, that's sort of what he's, that's what's been, helped him elongate his career is that he's, he's sort of a, a fearless guy. He's, and he's, you know, he's got a lot of years under his belt. He, he understands how to get from season to season. He also knows how to plan himself in a, in a clubhouse. A lot of the guys on the team, I mean, the A's are a generally young team. They, they thought of him and, and Yusmero Petit as sort of father figures that they, they were the, the go-to guys in the clubhouse. So I think that he's a, uh, I, he wasn't a closer with the A's. I mean, they had, they had Liam Hendricks while he was there, but um, I'm really trying to, but um he was always good for, at least last year, he was always good for a big key out. And he was, he was on last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fair to say similar with Dimebacks. Quite a, quite a young bullpen, and they, they did something similar bringing in um, Soria and Tyler Clippard. Now both of them injured right. here early on. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that, that uh, matures uh, throughout the season. But um, Shana, wanted to, to wrap things up with all of the guests we've had. Um, that have their their finger on the pulse, obviously, of the the baseball team, but also a lot of baseball fans are food fans. So uh, if -hmm. there is a Arizona fan checking out Oakland, uh, wanting to catch an A's game, is there a concession stand that's a go-to? Is there a restaurant that's walking distance or, you know, in the immediate area that they just have to check out? Oh, the (laughs) concession stands in Oakland... um, at the Coliseum, I, I don't. I don't actually know if I don't go to the concession stands too much, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I have to look up the name of the one that everyone goes to. Um, oh, it's it's fish and chips and okay. and things. That's that's what I'm thinking of. I was thinking there's there's an inn in both of them. The I've heard good things about risen things and fish and chips. Doc fish and chips. Okay, can can get definitely and, uh, get get behind that. Yeah, I, it's. I think the, the thing about the Coliseum is that uh, there's a lot of hidden gems there. I mean, obviously it's, you know, it's good to just go get your hot dog and nachos, but they, they've got some good food uh, hidden around the ballpark for sure. Well, now that we've touched on, on baseball and food, I think we're uh, definitely ready for this <laughs> series between the, uh, the Diamondbacks and the A's. Shanna, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.